This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon. I'm here with Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. get into it today a big shout out to Habs eyes on the prize simply because they're saving me and Corey's ass you know episode after episode you know we quote them all the time but especially this one we uh we're reading the roster we're going to talk about the expanded roster for phase three we're reading it right off their website they provide a bunch of insight that you know we ourselves look into and quote and we've even had one of their big writers on ourselves scott matla unfortunately that was before Corey was with the show but you know listeners who've been here a while scott came on he was really insightful he you know great guy to talk to not only on the podcast but off super polite and i just love his articles you can follow him on twitter at scott matla too big shout out to him you know maybe one day we can get him back on again um, but yeah, that's just our quick shout out to Habs Eyes on the Prize. Thank you guys so much for uh, providing the content. And if you haven't heard of them, check them out for sure. They are amazing. Absolutely, dude. How how are you, man? That, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. Like that's a that was a sick intro for someone who fucking went to work and then hit 18 fucking holes and probably got <laughs> blasted while he was there. Uh, man, that was solid. That was solid, dude. Yeah, I appreciate that, buddy. Um, yeah, I uh. Worked a nice, uh, what was it, eight eight hour eight hour shift, and then golfed a nice eighteen. Shot shot ninety two, so it wasn't it wasn't my greatest, you know, course. But uh, you know, we did okay. How about you? How about yourself, buddy? Uh, man, I just kind of took it easy. Things kind of got. Uh, I had a lot of things not happen today, so I just I just been fucking chilling at home, playing a little chill. Um, you know, just bringing Montreal a very successful playoff run right now. But, uh, you know, so we, we mentioned something maybe two episodes back about uh, a certain player that we're definitely going to fucking bring up again. But, uh, you know, like you said, uh, Habs eyes on the prize really just, you know, this episode was going to be really just small talk. And, you know, you go on their website and they instantly get you updates. And we're excited to talk about, you know, uh, they just released their 33-man training training camp roster, and we're gonna we're gonna delve into that. But there's one fucking name on there that we'll get to that uh, <laughs> we did not expect coming into this. In fact, I, we remember reading that he was not a part of this, and things have fucking changed. So let's let's just get into it, bud. This yeah, fucking sure. roster, dude, is looking fucking stacked. So, uh, you want it? What do you want to do? You want to do this alphabetical in the forwards? I can just list them off, and then we can talk. Yeah, bud, let's do it. Let's just start with All right, the boards. So, as of right now, third, Canadians' 33-man training camp roster has been released. And so that means what I'm assuming is that not all these players will be brought to the, um, you know, play. What I think, it, what are we calling it? The play-in still, the play-in round. There's not going to be – not every player here is going to be here, but you're going to see who – you know, the Habs have a lot of faith in who are going to make some, you know, 
good bids for the roster for the play-in. Anyway, so forwards, there's 17 forwards. We got Armia, Alex Belzeal. If, if you're unaware of Belzeal, he is a forward for the Laval Rocket. Paul Byron, Philip Deneau, Laurent Dauphine, Laval Rocket. Max Domi, of course, there's an asterisk there, and we will get to that later. Jonathan Druin, Jake Evans, my boy. Brendan Gallagher, Charles Houdon, Kokiniemi, Lekkanen, Paling, Suzuki, Tatar, Wheel, and Dale Weiss. So are there any names, uh, Corey, just personally, that kind of jump off there, like surprise you at all? Or um, Right now, Paul Byron, you know, coming off that injury, looking good in, in practice right now. Uh, I'm excited for him. Uh, Poling, which I'd love to get into in a bit, um, considering the Max Domi asterisk right now, uh, granted, uh, there's a seven to 10 day, I wouldn't say holding out, but, uh, definitely taking a little bit more, uh, of a smart approach to, you know, the potential risk of ha- having him come it's in. A, um, it's a 14 day quarantine in Canada. Right. Okay. I mean, fuck dude. That, that's a lot of Nick Suzuki, uh, paling. uh, yeah. And yes, Barry caught Kenny Emmy, dude. So like that name being on this list. Now, granted, you know, like you said, it's 33. They're going to they're gonna drop this roster down. But uh, this is a chance for him to fucking come in and show us what he's been doing with the Rockets for a bit. You know, uh, I, we know he's, he's gotten bigger. I'm excited to see if, uh, if, he, can, if he can move through this, this round, you know what I'm saying, as far as uh, seeing if he's going to be capable of playing for us in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. I think, honestly, it's going to sound a little weird, but uh... – the two names, because I think there's some expected mm-hmm. names. I think we all expected that Kakanyemi was going to get the chance, Paling, you know, even a guy like Jordan Wheel, Dale Weiss. Two names that jump off the page for me are Jake Evans and Charles Houdon. And Houdon has been a guy who's, we talked, <laughs> really frustrating. He does nothing but score goals in the AHL. He shows flashes, and he has been a story with the Habs for a very long time. So I'm just surprised that they are um, giving him another chance. I'm not, I can't say it's a you know, unhappy surprise. I think it's definitely a welcome surprise. But uh, Jake Evans for me is the big one that uh, really catches my eye because this is a guy who I think is going to be a contributor for the Montreal Canadiens for a while as a third to fourth. I think he'll be third. I don't we'll, – we'll get into that uh, probably another episode. I think Jake Evans is going to be a third-line <laughs> center to contribute. Um, I've, I've loved this game for a while. I've talked about him a lot. Um, ever since he was a finalist for the Hobie Baker – at Notre Dame a few years ago. I've just loved his game. And I think this is a guy who, you know, plays the game right, plays the game well defensively. And in the playoffs, defense wins championships. I don't care what you say. Tampa and Toronto choke every year because they, you know, might have great defensemen but aren't great defensively. Uh, Jake Evans is a guy I think who really will play well in the playoffs. So he he jumps off the page for me. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I know we talk about uh... – Especially you, you know, you've, you've talked about uh, Houdon for a bit uh, in this last season, uh, season one, basically. Um, and I just kind of like refreshed myself on this kid, 26 years old, you know, coming in and out, doing his thing. But man, this season, it's, it's been, it was pretty lights out for him. Uh, uh, last time he scored 27 goals was in 16, 17, and he did it again this year, 10 game difference. So 10 less games. I mean, this kid still got it. I remember when he started to cut you off, but when he broke off, broke out into the NHL, it was uh, maybe like four, three or four years ago, he got his first chance. You know, they've been talking about him in Montreal for a while. He was a later round pick. I think he was like fifth round, and he just 
he's outperformed where he was picked, but uh, I remember his first goal in the NHL was like the story of Charles Houdon because he played like shit the whole game. And then randomly, I think it was like the later stages of the second or third, he came down the left wing and windmill undressed <laughs> prime Eric Carlson of the Ottawa Senators and scored like one of the greatest first time first NHL goals I've seen in a long time. And that was his first goal. And there was just so much hype. And then he went on a big tear and then just faded after that. And that has been Charles Dudon's entire NHL career. You know, he can get it done at the AHL. He shows flashes of brilliance in the NHL, but he's just never stuck. Yeah. And it's sad too, you know, um, hold on. A little sneeze. Uh, man, man, fucking allergies are bad right now. Uh, yeah, dude. So that was the 17-18 season. Uh, I played 72 games, 10, 20, and 30. It's not too bad, but like you said, it, it whew, almost sneezed again. Uh, he kind of just fluctuates. You know, they gave him 32 games the following year, and it wasn't much. But then, you know, he, he moves down to the AHL, and he's, he's a fucking monster. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys who's just going to – I I like I think he's an NHL player. I don't think I think his time has come. Twenty six years old. I think you kind of know, for the most part, what you're going to get. So right. I would put more more money on Jake Evans making an impact. But um, you know, definitely some interesting like Dale Weiss. You know, Dutch Gretzky. You know, we've uh, we've seen what he can do in the playoffs for the Habs. So it'll be interesting to see if one of these guys breaks out. Um, I don't really foresee Alex Belzeal or Laurent Dauphine really challenging at all. So I think it's mostly between the, the three names we've really mentioned there. And then uh, moving on to defensemen. So uh, there's 12 defensemen listed on this roster, if you'd like me to name them. Yeah, bud, go down it. Well, so since we're going alphabetically, your boy, Josh Brook. Josh Corey, fucking Brooks. <laughs> his favorite, favorite player. Uh, ben Sherratt, Kale Fleury, Foline, Juleson, Kulak, Mete, Olafson, Ulet, Petrie, Weber. And that was 11. Oh, yeah. Alex Romanov is listed on this training camp roster. Jesus. Man, this is insane. We just talked about this man not being able to come over. Fuck it. Thank you so much. Habs awesome. The prize dude came in with that solid shit. Uh, so I just found out, uh, you know, he will sign for the Canadians uh, and is going to join them for phase three and four. So basically he's going to do his quarantine and then make his way over here. Dude, how fucking insane is this? But it also makes the defensive uh, – I wouldn't I wouldn't really – I don't know. The, the, the pairings are going to be crazy to do, but there are so many names that we just listed of the 12 that deserve a chance to fucking do this. And I know – that it's got to be slimmed down, and it is fucking – it sucks. Yeah, and the one thing I'm confused about with Romanov is – so Eric Engels tweeted out, and it was basically – because the new CBA wasn't negotiated yet, Romanov's contract kind of was valid but kind of wasn't. So Montreal has like 53 hours to sign him to a new contract if they want to burn <laughs> the first year. And while – like – when I see that, I assume if Montreal wants to sign a contract to burn the first year, he's going to be allowed to play. But I don't think he's allowed to play. So right now, I'm just – whatever I say here, 
I'm assuming that Romanov isn't playing in the play-in, but he's here for training camp. That's that's the understanding I get. But either way, this is super exciting. This is going to be one of the first chances, first opportunities we really have outside of the world juniors to see Romanov, you know, as North American viewers. You know, I can't say I've watched any KHL games ever in my life. I've seen highlights, but so it's going to be up close and personal well, from a distance because of COVID. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a much, you know, different experience. We're going to see the Habs um, Twitter account has been posting a bunch of highlights, which we're going to talk about later because some of the goaltending highlights I've seen is fucking phenomenal. But, yeah, we're going to see get up close and personal look at Alex Romanov, and we're going to really see how he plays against, you know, some really talented forwards and guys like Tatar, Suzuki, hopefully Domi, Drew, and Gallagher. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, man, it's it's fucking intense. Now, I understand what you're saying, you know, like the chance of them burning a year, um, would they possibly? But like you're saying, there's we don't know if he'll get a chance to play or not. But I think this is a this is smart as shit, you know. Now, granted, people would say that it might be a risk of health, but you know, if if they're if they're doing what it takes to make sure that their health is not going to be an issue. This gives this kid a really nice chance to play alongside, you know, Shea Weber, Mete, fucking Sherratt. <laughs> I mean, fuck, dude. I'm just excited. Uh, Petri. Um, but I just think that it really gives him a chance to uh, to see the next step before he, uh, you know, inevitably gets his fucking – his first chance come next season. You know, but uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited. You know, even if we're just watching him do practices, this is like – you know, getting an advance look at your next semester class or some shit or like sitting in a class, you know, like this is, this is big for him. So I'm excited for him. They're smart. They'll put him with like Shea Weber and like, let him learn, (laughs) let him learn from fucking greatness. Yeah. Um, Just give him, give him Shea Weber and then let him for however long the off season is. Cause we haven't even discussed the possibility that the NHL can get delayed next year. Right. Which I think they better look into because, you know, it's going to be a if it's going to be that short an off season for some teams, it's going to be injury prone. You know, guys want to keep it But um, sorry, getting off topic. But even just having him play shifts with Weber, if he doesn't play in the play-in, you know, even if they're of no significance, and then he has the whole off season to go back home to Russia or stay in Montreal and work on his game from the tutelage of one of the best shutdown defenders in the modern NHL, like our current NHL era, it's just going to help him. It's just, it's only going to pay dividends. Really looking forward to see a little bit more of Kale Flurry too, and see what Josh Brooks can bring to, you know, this, this little training scrimmage that they're going to do, you know, uh, let's see if he can work his way into a shot and have that, uh, that magic fucking senses come through in an NHL level, you know? I mean, fuck, you know, goaltenders, we kind of already know who's coming up. Charlie Lindgren, Michael McNiven, Carey Price, and then fucking Caden Primo, dude. So, Caden Primo, we we saw his chance, you know, earlier this year. That first game, it just took him a little bit, and then he looked like he got comfortable. And I was impressed with his play after that. You know, uh, I'm especially interested in watching this kid. Hopefully he gets a better, uh, you know, more of a shot. 
but uh, I also believe Charlie Lindgren's going to do well. I don't know that much about Michael McNiven, if I'm being honest. Okay, so um, Michael McNiven was – let me I think. I don't want to give false information here, so let me just see. I believe <laughs> I know who he played CHL hockey with. I believe he played with Owen Sound. Yeah, he played for Owen Sound, okay? Okay. And his – yeah, he – save percentage in Owen Sound. Two years he put it up 0.914.915. And, you know, as, an, as a junior goalie, those are really good numbers. I believe he was a second-round pick. Let me – let me – let me just check this for a sec. I don't want to – we got – we got time. It's fine. Um, he was a. I can't find where. Uh, yeah. While you're looking that up, I can't. I don't see where he was drafted. But, uh, fuck, you know, he hasn't made it to the NHL yet. He's only 23. But fuck, man, he's played for a <laughs> a shitload of different fucking teams. Yeah, he played in the ECHL for a few years, I believe. Um, I think he was second round pick. Man, I cannot. Um. Where did they draft this guy? <laughs> oh man, he played for Jacksonville. <laughs> I I can't remember. Maybe they didn't even draft him. Just, anyway, um, Michael McNiven, like he was a when he was younger, they had some pretty big hype over him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was always kind of drowned out because Zach Fucali was still uh the guy. Like when Zach Fucali was supposed to be good when Montreal drafted right. him, when Zach Fucali won the uh. Uh, DHL championship with uh, Drew N and McKinnon. Everyone thought you could do that big thing. Anyway, um, yeah, he's actually, I think, shown some pretty good promise. Um, he played okay in Laval. He was pretty good in the ECHL. He's one of those guys that I think he needs more development, and he won't be a starting goalie, not in my opinion, but he could definitely prove to be something. Uh, Charlie Lindgren, we've seen. I think Charlie Lindgren on another team could have broke out as a starter, but I think it's hard for goalies in this system just playing behind Carey Price. And then obviously we know what we're getting with Primo. But I gotta say on Twitter, I've seen highlights from training camp, and all four of these goalies have had absolutely absurd saves. Good. It's been it's been wild, and it's kind of scaring me how locked in Carey Price looks because I really want Montreal to win but I really don't want Montreal to win. So <laughs> I'm kind of terrified. Oh man. Oh, I'm so now I'm, I'm in the Twitter fucking loop. Charlie Lindgren, man, <laughs> he blocks his shot. That's fucking insane. Um, I can't tell who, who it is, but uh, it's a rebound and somebody is behind Charlie Lindgren and tries to, you know, back uh, backhanded in. And he just fucking puts the he puts the paddle back there, and it just happens to work, dude. Like, I I don't know, dude. I I don't I don't know how goalies fucking work. I just see these ignorant ass saves that work that should not, and that is definitely something that should not fucking work. I know exactly what you're talking. It's about. It's like a, he didn't even no look. It was a, it was a no, no look save. stick. Jesus yeah. Christ, it was insane. Yeah, no look save. It was ridiculous. But um, I think. Moving back onto just the subject of skaters, because I, I don't think there's much debate in who's going to be the goalie. Um, <laughs> unless 
you know, Montreal wants to make it blatantly obvious that they want Lafreniere. Right. Um, so, talk, going back to the asterisk on Max Domi, um, if you haven't heard, which I'm sure most people listening to this have, c- considering, you know, you're probably a pretty hardcore Habs fan. Um, he basically, what I've, what I've gathered is Montreal has talked with Domi and they've decided they're going to wait seven to 10 days to decide whether he opts to play or not. And essentially that is because of his risk is higher due to his type one diabetes. He's a type one diabetic and uh, it's looking kind of worse. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Corey, but uh, Montreal has had three positive COVID cases in anonymous players. So personally, I just for his own safety, I don't think Domi should play. And I think the Montreal organization should opt him and choose to kind of pressure him and hope, tell him that it's a bad idea to play because it's just not worth it. In the end, it is a game and he's got a young, he's young, he's got a big life to live. He doesn't need to risk. Yeah, you don't. His- you don't want to. You don't want to shorten it. And then, I mean, you know, you can. You you've seen it. Like it. It affects. It doesn't matter what what age you are, what health you. You know, like how physique you are. Um, you know, like this. It can definitely destroy your lungs. And you know, that is not something that it, it would help his fucking career if he couldn't fucking breathe out there. Um, but I mean, I think they did it right. You know, like, you know the organization and Max Domi came to an agreement, you know, that seven to 10 day wait period deciding if he wants to join, I think you're right. You know, like as much as I would love to see Domi out there and get a chance to play and what I believe would be his first playoff appearance. Um, you know, this, this is a big thing. Um, I don't want to lose, you know, this dude, the health injury, you know, health problems, you know, because there are going to be cases, you know, like that's what's so crazy about this playoff run is that there's going to be players, there's going to be teams that are going to be fucking super hot, and then big stars are going to – there's a chance that they're going to go out, you know, like they're going to have to take a, a leave of absence because they got to get tested, you know, like – and I think that's why these playoffs are going to be insane. If they finish the playoffs and we award the Stanley Cup, is that somebody's going to get a break because the team that they're playing just lost a bunch of stars. You know, and uh, I'm afraid for Max Domi's health to, you know, but ultimately it's his decision to make, um, you know, whatever he decides on, I'll, I'll agree with. Cause I mean, fuck, if I had a chance to play in the playoffs, even if it was in this terrible situation, like I'd still give it a shot, you know, but that being said, you know, like he's a team player and he might understand that like taking one of those spots could, in, you know, inevitably hurt the team if he can't play. You know, that could go to another player. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think, like, in the end, Montreal doesn't have a great shot of winning. So he wouldn't be he wouldn't be putting his life on the line for the cup. He'd be putting yeah. his life on the line for second or maybe you'd consider it first-round playoff for it. Right. And we've even seen player like Carl Alsner, who is – I think he opted out of – Actually, I know he opted in to play, but he won't be playing for his family and himself. Uh, I think he's the only player to opt out. That's, I don't know that for sure yet, but I believe he's the only player to opt out. Well, we'll find out uh, 
they'll, you know, our fans will find out probably, you know, like as we're recording this, it's not fucking Monday, but tomorrow is the deadline. So tonight by 12, they have to submit all the players that are going to opt out of playing. We'll find out tomorrow morning what, you know, what these teams are going to be looking like. Um, but, uh, but truthfully, you know, like Max Domi health needs to come first for him. You know, it's, this is definitely becomes a safety issue, but whatever he chooses, you know, I respect the man for doing it. Oh, there's a lot of people on Twitter saying stay home. We want to lose. And, you know, we, we know why it's a little funny, but like, you know, this is a big decision for this kid to make, but uh, truthfully, I think that if he doesn't play, I'm not mad at him. I don't think he should regret it because this team has a chance to fucking go back to the playoffs soon. So we got a young team coming in, you know, and I think he's going to be one of those, those founding bricks and helping this young team become a uh, dominant success success. Yeah. I almost think like with Montreal also reporting COVID cases and we've seen other teams, I'm starting to wonder if I, I mentioned this, I think last or the previous before that episode, if we should even have playoffs because it's just not worth risking lives for hockey. Hockey's great. There's a lot of things I will do to watch hockey. There's a lot of things I will go through to watch hockey, and I'm sure players will do a lot more to play hockey. But I I can't say that I want to risk the lives of players, fans, reporters, trainers, coaches, etc., just for playoff hockey. No, I think you're right. Um, you know, this this could if a bunch of players get fucking hurt. You know, and I don't mean like, you know, just from playing the game. I mean, from like getting fucking sick and their lung capacity is down. So their career is never the fucking same. That puts a terrible, a terrible look on the NHL. And it puts us back. You know, it, it puts the league back. You know, like imagine like, like a Cod Kenny Emmy, you know, like he, this kid who's got a bright future develops right. You know, he could have a, a major impact in the game and then he gets this illness trying to trying to make a difference in the playoffs, you know, for a spot that we potentially don't really have a high risk at, at gaining, you know, um, and then his career is altered because of this, you know, this is, it's, it's scary. And I guess at this point, dude, we're all starting to get a little uh, selfish, you know, wanting, wanting to watch these, this playoff run, wanting, wanting it to happen so bad, but, you know, if if the risk gets out there, dude, like, we've waited so long. If it doesn't fucking happen, it doesn't happen. If they have to cancel it, dude, so be it. Like, do not risk these players. Like, if if you guys want to give it a shot, cool. If this shit starts going south, they need to, they need to understand that they got to pull the trigger on it, and then it's just not going to happen. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that 100%. I guess another big, a big one we haven't talked about, um, you know, and now this is just – this is global hockey, you know. Uh, NHL is going to return to the fucking Olympics, dude. And uh, I don't even fucking – I didn't – dude, I was working the last time that we had NHL players in the Olympics, and I haven't watched it. So this will really be, like, my first time watching the, uh, you know, an NHL-driven Olympic Olympic teams um, since I was fucking in high school, you know. So – this is awesome. Uh, I don't have an Olympic jersey, but I'm sure I'll get one for uh, Canada and the U.S. Probably. 
Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm a big supporter of North America and period. That's that's how I like to to say it when you know everybody's like, "Why well, you got a lot of Team Canada shit and not so much Team USA?" It's because Canada always has better looking threads compared to the U.S. and then their teams are just like insane. So I can I feel I can play both sides if I just if I'm just rooting for North America, you know? <laughs> yeah, and and to be fair, like who could blame you? We're we're the superior country. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you guys have 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 tried to make me realize that uh, every Canadian on this on this amazing hockey podcast network that I've talked to has has expressed their their deep love for their country and uh, have tried to woo me over there on vacations, uh, and I can't wait for that to happen. Uh, see another part of the Americas that I've been dying to see since I was a kid. Um, but man, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe I could find a place to live out there and just fucking be a true North American man. <laughs> well, I got to say, like, if you ask any American, well, most Americans, like, about what do they think about Canadians? They'll go, oh, they're, they're so nice. They're such nice people up there. You know, they got their their igloos and their polar bears but you know they might be a little ignorant but you know they they always say we're nice if you ask a canadian you know what do they think about americans oh you know, we're fucking like like me <laughs> like i don't know we're, we're a little mean we're a little mean sometimes yeah. so dude we uh, are again. fucking like just a walking advertisement <laughs> you know like we're like like not like a good ad read. Like we're like you're trying to watch YouTube. You got this fucking music video queued up, and straight up you got to watch like a Charmin Ultra, you know, minute twenty five ad. That's like an American to every other country. You know, like just a disturbance in there, impeding what they were trying to do. <laughs> so I, I get it. I get it. Uh, you guys are super nice when y'all come here, especially when uh, I worked on Decatur Street. The Canadians always tip me well, and I don't think that's just because uh, I talk hockey with them. You know, you guys are just great people and understand that, you know, we didn't make the best minimum wage job, you know. It was it was a struggle, and you guys did what y'all could uh, to hook us up with a little love, and we always appreciated where I work. So we, we were always down with Canadians. We'll just say that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I – we. We might be rude sometimes, but we, we definitely love our neighbors to the south for sure. And uh, with with that kind of, you know, this tirade kind of getting away from hockey, I think uh, we should probably start to call her there so you don't bore the listeners. But uh, it's been great talking to you, Corey. I'm uh, going to admit something I uh, to the listeners. I kind of forgot that it was our recording day. He only forgot because he was at the fucking links. <laughs> 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 yeah, you guys can thank Corey for this because I, I was about to go to bed and he fucking uh, texted me and went, uh, hey, uh, when, when we recording? And I'm like, oh, fuck. So uh, here we are. We, uh, you know, we got her done. So thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, it means you, you know, you're supporting us. You've listened all the way. So we really appreciate it. And uh, I'll hand it over to Corey to close. Yeah, folks, uh, definitely. A, it, it is an amazement to be able to speak. Uh, to people that I don't know personally, uh, if you guys like the show, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we do talk a lot of nonsense every now and then, but uh, you know, you can find me personally, Bayou Benders at Instagram, 
on Instagram and Twitter at Bayou Benders, and we can always find Nason at Habs Nightly on Twitter. Uh, questions, anything, you know, like we love talking to our fans. We love, you know, just uh, entering conversations as far as just hockey and Montreal goes in general. Uh, we both kind of understand where we want to go in the playoffs, which is uh, for a chance at a, a brighter future than we already have. But, uh, folks, <laughs> you guys stay safe out there. Down here, it's getting worse. Uh, but to, you know, our people up north, you guys know what y'all are doing. Canada's doing it right. Y'all continue to be fucking amazing and be the example that the U.S. needs to fucking tone her down. Um, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, stay inside, do the right thing. Go Habs. Um, good talking to you guys. Uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.